Welcome to the daily VFN Radio Highlights, where we're keeping the conversation light at VFNTV.com. Enjoy. Faith for the nation. Yes. You know, God's looking for, he says, you know, John G. Lake said this, that God will step over a million people to get with one man that will just believe him. Mm-hmm. You think about that. He's looking for people with faith, people that will stand up for him and believe him for the nation. And right now, it's time for us to stand up, you know, and, and realize God has just ordained this day for his church to be able to rise to the occasion that was going on. And I love, you know, when, when you're hearing David Barton and Kenneth Copeland and uh, others talk specifically about, you know, we can get a bright perspective. It matters what platform you stand on. Mm-hmm. I remember when we uh, first bought a house and uh, we had a neighborhood watch or neighborhood um, organization, you know, what neighborhood, mm-hmm. what do we call that thing? Community and, meeting? Uh, no, but it's actually a community thing. Okay. It'll come to us an hour. And, and somebody got their house, and when they got their house in our neighborhood, it had a cracked slab in it. The foundation of their house was cracked. And they, homeowners association. And so they, they, called, they called the neighbors up and they said, you know, can you replace our our foundation is like, no, that's not what a homeowner association is for. I mean, you had whoever built your house built it on a bad foundation. When you think about, you know, uh, the foundations of political platforms, that's very important. When you think about the Republican National Convention, the Democratic National Convention, and the platforms that they have, it is very, very important. As a matter of fact, let's listen to David Barton, Kenneth Copeland, and Bishop Keith Butler they, as they talk specifically about this. Let's join them now. Jesus told us in Luke 19, and in Luke 19, he's got all the disciples, and they're doing their thing, and when are you coming back, and who's sitting on the right hand of the Father, and Peter and John have their thing, well, what about him, well, what does it matter what about him, you do what I told you, and you know, all the stuff's going on, and he just cuts to the chase, it says, occupy till I come, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's bottom line, is all this other stuff, you, and, and twice, once in Matthew, once in Luke, he says, blessed are those that when I return, I find doing. And if we're sitting around, I, look, this is all prophesied. There's nothing we can do about it. No, no. How many times did God change his mind in the Bible when somebody prayed and fasted? Some, I mean, God all the time. Hezekiah, you're a dead man. He prays and fasted. He said, see that? I'm going to give him another 15 years. I mean, it's just all the time God changes what he said if somebody intervenes with prayer and yeah. fasting. And so our deal is occupy till he comes. And the, the, the one that comes to mind for me is John Quincy Adams. Um, founding father, he was, he got his start at eight years old with a musket going with the Massachusetts Minutemen in the Revolution. At 11 years old, he's got a diplomatic position. He gets his next one at 14 years old, a congressional appointment at 14, congressional appointment at 15. But the guy grows up hating slavery, but living at a time when slavery dominates the nation. He was there when he saw Congress for the first time expand slavery. He was there for the first time when he watched law after law be passed to encourage slavery. It looked like we were heading the right direction under his father and under some others, but it turned around. And so he leaves the presidency, sixth president of the United States, goes into Congress, one issue guy, I'm going to end slavery. And he's called the hellhound of abolition because he got his teeth in it. He wouldn't back off. Uh, they, they hated him. They beat him up. Um, I, I say it rhetorically, not physically. We do have campaign ads from him where the, when he ran for office, they took his face and put a bullseye on his forehead and said, someone kill this guy, get him out of Congress. 
So, you know, we're pretty wimpy today. We think negative campaign ads, you haven't seen anything. <laughs> yeah, like they right. So, I, you know, he goes through all this stuff and, and he, he goes after it. And so he came in one, one particular day and the First Amendment guarantees your right. Do you have a right to petition Congress for redistrict grievances? Over 900 people in his district sent in petitions said, we want slavery ended. So he introduced them to Congress. Congress, up to then, would take those petitions, send them to committee, see what they should do. But as he pointed out, about 80% of Congress at the time he served was pro-slavery. So he's in the 20% minority introducing something they don't want. And so they went to the Rules Committee, procedural move, and they came back with a rule that said, you can introduce any petition you want in Congress as long as it's not an anti-slavery petition. Hmm. It was called the John Quincy Adams gag order because he's the only one introducing slavery, anti-slavery petitions. So he fought that for eight to ten years. They wouldn't let him speak. He kept speaking. They tried to shout him down. They tried reprimand, expulsion. And, and after years of this, because he's in a small minority, media folks came to him and said, you know, you've been signally unsuccessful as a congressman. You can't get anything passed because they're all against you. They know where you stand on slavery and that contaminates everything else you do. You can't get any of your bills passed, any of your measures passed. You can't do good things for your district. Don't you get frustrated or, or upset or, or, or depressed? No. Why not? Here's his answer. He said, duty is ours. Results are God's. I don't do this because that turns out. I do it because it's the right thing. He's responsible. Mm -hmm. I'm responsible, responsible for doing the right thing. I don't care how it turns out. I don't care what happens in the election. I will do the right thing. I will vote. Yeah. I will vote for who God yeah. tells me for. I won't lean on my own understanding. I'm going to listen to the Spirit of the Lord. Romans 8, 14, as many as are led by the Spirit of the Lord, they're the sons of God. you got to get that duty as ours, results are God's mentality. Yes. And if you do that, you know what? It eventually ended that we... It, turned out that we ended slavery. It, it was a long process, mm -hmm. but it happened, and he's on the right side of history as a result. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yeah. That the, the Texas Penal Code, um, having, this is, this is concerning accomplice, one who knowingly helps yeah. another in a crime or wrongdoing, yep. Yep. which if you, you vote for anybody that, that is um, that you know stand for abortion and you know it's in the party platform and you vote for it anyway or you don't vote. Th this touches both, but think about what this touches for the person that doesn't vote, uh, responsibility. Having a legal duty to prevent commission of the offense and acting with intent to promote or assist its commission, he fails to make a reasonable effort to prevent commission of the offense. He's guilty. Mm. Just as guilty as the doctor that performed <clears throat> the abortion. So... Um, George, let, 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 let's get into these party platforms okay. right now right. And, right. Uh, and, and, and talk about... Uh, let me do this first. I, I want to pray for the people. I want to pray for the people that we were just talking about, those that are not in faith, they're fearful, they're confused, they're angry Good. about where the nation is going. So let's agree over them right now. We're going to pray for mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. We're going to believe God with you right now. 
that you will vote this year and you will not be afraid of what's going to happen to this nation. Father, before I pray though, I believe I've got a word for you. In these last two weeks of the election, stop watching the news. Turn it off. Turn it off. All they are out there to do. I don't care who they are. You know, there was, I'll tell you something, there was a conversation uh, that a person was having uh, about uh, their, their daily devotion with God, and this one individual said, well, I watch Fox every day. Yeah, and so Fox is just like any other network. They're looking for ratings. They're looking for advertisers. They're looking for money. They're doing the same thing, and all of them create drama. They create, and they, they have the background music like, like you would see in any movie to support all of that. And Terry and I have come to the place. It's well, show business. It is. It's show business. Mm -hmm. And Terry and, and I have and come to the place. while they are more conservative than the others, they are not biblical. They are right. not nonprofit. That, that's right. Exactly. That's they right. Exactly. For profit business. You know, and, and if you're going to make conservatism your standard, that's the wrong standard. Biblical is your standard. Yes. And they're not yes. biblical. They they may think conservative in some areas. That doesn't mean they're biblical. And so the word the God. word of the Lord here is, stop watching the news, turn on BVOVN, watch it all the time, feed your faith. Cleanse yourself of what all is going on out there politically. Cast and roll the care of our nation over onto the Lord. Father, in the yes. name of Jesus, we pray over each and every one watching right now. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And we roll the care of this nation over onto you. We roll the care of Israel over onto you. We, roll, we do not carry that care. But Father, we look to your word, we look to you, and we believe that there is a new birth for this nation. We believe that what you started in this nation, you are going to complete. And we take hold of our faith right yes, now. We get a hold amen. of our faith in the midst of this. Yes, we do. And we believe that this nation, the United States of America, shall fulfill everything that she was called to do. Now we take our stand on that now and we roll the care, the fear, and we stop the anger. We mm. stop it. Mm -hmm. We are not mad at people. We realize where the spirit of division comes from and it comes from the devil himself. So Father, we thank you for that. We trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. We lean not to our own understanding. And Father, we look to you for this election time in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Can I, can I add something that Please. leads Please. into the platforms? Uh, the thing that I'm hearing from so many people is that neither of these major presidential candidates, and we have a bunch of, of non-major ones as well, but neither of the major presidential candidates fit the mold of the character that you want in office. You know, I'll agree with that. because. Exodus 18.21 says that you're supposed to choose able men that fear God, men of truth, hating covenants. I use that standard. It's pretty hard to say that they fit. Either one of them fit that standard of what's there. So what else can we go to in the Scripture? Well, we can go to many occasions in First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. For example, Yehu. Yehu was the leader of Israel. 
He only did one good thing in his entire life. A prophet went to him and said, take care of Ahab and Jezebel. That, that, that abomination has got to be taken off. It's the only good thing he did. He did mm -hmm. nothing else. He went back to the sins of Jeroboam, the, who founded mm -hmm. Israel. The, all. But that was what he was told to do, and he changed the direction of the nation by getting rid of the seed of, of, of Ahab and Jezebel. There's other kings that were specifically raised up to do one thing, and that was it. And so their character wasn't great. And by the way, I will say that in this Christian climate today that we have, if I go through Hebrews 11, the Faith Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. there's not anybody in there that we would choose to office if I was running the Most of them campaign. couldn't get in, be in good standing in a church. Well, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't be a deacon. I mean, you take, if David, if, if David out of the Bible is running on the other side and I'm, got, I'm running the ads against him, I'm going to run the ads and says, he's an adulterer. Oh, yeah. he killed Uriah. Yeah. He can't keep his kids under control. Adonijah and Ab, are you kidding? There's no way we would elect David and yet look what, God did for a nation mm -hmm. with David. Mm -hmm. And then you got Noah in the Faith Hall of Fame, but of course he's got a problem with getting drunk with his kids. So that, I'd make an ad out of that for sure. And then you got righteous Lot. I mean, we're told Lot was, Lot was righteous, but oh man, that sleeping with his daughter thing, that, you know, it's gotta be a problem. So, you know, <laughs> so why is it that God uses things that- And then of course is Rahab the harlot. Oh, I, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. A prostitute. Goodness. Oh, oh, my goodness. And the line, of day, uh, the line of Jesus came through. Oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mercy, mercy, mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy. <laughs> that, 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 I'm glad you said that because that's what we're dealing with. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. We're that's dealing right. with his mercy. It's, yeah. it, we, we've got it. We, our biblical view, what we consider our biblical view, is so narrow that you got to look at all the other things God's doing in the Bible. Biblical view's got to be built on the whole tenor of mm -hmm. what the Bible has. Mm -hmm. And if you get fixed on a verse that their character doesn't match, I'm not voting. Well, you just, I mean, why not take a Bible, tear out Hebrews 11. Let's tear out 1st, 2nd Kings, 1st, 2nd Chronicles, and 1st, 2nd. Let's tear out most of the Bible because most of it has character problems as well, but God somehow still used them mm -hmm. to do good things for the nation. That's such wisdom. You know, right now, every secular, worldly mm -hmm. um, corporation and leaders and media are worried sick. And so they're going to push out on their teleprompters things for these talking heads to, to read. Banter back to and forth. To create fear, yeah. tension, anxiety, doubt. Remember, a double-minded man gets nothing from God. So during this short period between now and the elections, you know, limit, limit that. And if you feel like you're going to miss something, just turn on your DVR, record it, and when it's all the said and done, go back and watch what happened. Mm -hmm. But uh, some things the Lord's revealed to me, I can't. I've been advised not to share it with anyone. But I don't think it's going to happen like everybody thinks it's going to happen. It's going to be a real interesting transition that takes place for America, and it's going to be the beginning of times that are going to be really, really difficult. But understand this: if you missed the the program, we talked about the wind of heaven. You know, for eight years, mm -hmm. the wind of, of God has been blowing in heaven, but it's going to begin to blow on earth. And what you're seeing right now in government and in every aspect of our society, they're being blown around like pieces of paper in a hurricane, really. And they wouldn't want that, but they can't stop the wind of God. God is doing some pretty awesome things. And so you need to maintain your confidence and your courage in God. You need to pray and, 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 and learn these platforms and what people stand for and and if you're standing there talking to them and they tell you, go to my website, say, I'm right here in front of you. 
I want to know how you stand on these particular issues because your vote is your property. You don't have to give that to anybody. You mm -hmm. choose where you want to be able to give that, and we have to answer to God for what we do with that vote. I mean, if you were the king of a country, look how God holds the kings accountable. Well, the thing that we brag about in America, that we don't have a king. We say it's a government by the people and for the people. What does that mean? That means you are the king, that God's going to hold you accountable mm -hmm. for the edicts, for the things that you put out there, for you say, I want this person, I don't want that person. It may not go the way that you vote, but understand God sees your decision and he sees people rebel against the righteous decision. So you would be found on the right side of God if you make the right decision. Quit trying to worry about what, you know, what the popular thing is and find out, you know, you can't be, you can be popular or powerful, but you can't, can't be, be them both. both. That's right. And so you want to be popular in heaven and powerful here on earth by voting for, for, for what's righteous and what's right. And as we talked about, just close the front door to keep bad guys out of your home. Vote Let's, the Bible. <laughs> yes, vote the Bible. The best, you know, the best you can to what the yeah. Lord is saying there. But let's continue listening to Kenneth Copeland and David Barton and Bishop Keith Butler. They're talking about the platform and how important this is. Let's go back. The Bible, tear out Hebrews 11. Let's tear out 1st, 2nd Kings, 1st, 2nd Chronicles, and 1st, 2nd. Let's tear out most of the Bible because most of it has character problems as well, but God somehow still used them mm -hmm. to do good things for the nation. Mm -hmm. Even if you want to go to, let's elect a Babylonian Persian king like Cyrus, who's not a God guy who still did really good things for Israel. Or Nebuchadnezzar, a Babylonian pa pagan guy. And God called him my servant, Nebuchadnezzar. You know, there's times God uses people that don't have the character or the faith or anything else to do things that help God's people in the end. And since we can't see the end from the beginning, that's why we say, I'm going to vote. God's going to tell me which to vote for. And it may not be the one that I think. As, as you pointed out, it may be against everything I want to do. But I'm going to listen to God and vote because he knows the future. And maybe we need this guy or this gal or whoever it is right now to do something that I don't know is coming. Maybe that's exactly what we don't know. But, I mean, that's where we got to have faith in God. Uh, and that, that's a big statement, too. You don't know what's coming. That's right. Mm -hmm. God does. And he's looking for somebody They'll do what he tells them to do. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't know it's him telling them. But they have a, they, they have a tendency to, to follow what they get. Mm -hmm. And we're in, that kind of, we're, we're in that kind of place today. Mm -hmm. I know uh, uh, I, two Sundays ago, uh, of course, when this broadcast is shot, which is a little, which is a little bit before two weeks for the election, mm -hmm. um, the Lord had me minister on race, uh, police, and black man in America. Ah. Uh, <clears throat> to, uh, to our congregation and then to the distributed to all the churches that I'm responsible for across the country. And one of the first things the Lord said to me was, he said, I want you to take a look at things from my view. Okay. Well, we tend to look at things this way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. His views this way, mm, yeah. and obviously far wider than anything we, we can come up with. <clears throat> and the first thing that he de dealt with me about was looking at the, the battle that's going on. Satan's trying to do everything he can, <clears throat> excuse me, to grab hold to the souls of men. And that the, and the Lord was showing me America's place today 
in the world and what he's doing with America. And of course, most of the money that comes to preaching the gospel comes out of America. Most missionaries come out of America. Most of the revelation of the word comes out of America. I mean, God's using still this nation more than any other on the globe. So, well, how would Satan destroy this nation? Well, uh, Jesus said a house, house divided against itself cannot stand. Mm -hmm. So you tear it up from the inside. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he uses yeah. the spirit of division, which I've heard mm -hmm. Brother Copeland minister on before. Praise God. And that's how you do it, inside out. Build up great anger. As you said, no middle ground, uh, black and white, all the other stuff uh, uh, c concerning it. And this election is a lot bigger than just the stuff that is inside here, United mm. States. Now, I don't propose to know that you're the prophet. I don't pr propose to know future events that come in. The Lord let me know this election has a lot to do with future stuff that's going right. to happen. And it could be over one issue. I mean, it could be over Israel. It could be over, over whoever. But the first thing he cautioned me about was to teach our people, the ones I'm responsible for, mm -hmm. about not just getting caught up in the stuff that's going on. So we want to mention a message on the, on the whole nine yards about the race and police and blacks and all that other kind of stuff. The point I'm making here is that this election, the seed you cast here, is far beyond what you think you understand right. or see. That's right. Yeah. Now yeah. you go back to the platform. Yeah. Because in praying about this, I, I, I said, Lord, tell me what is so important about that platform and my inquiring of the platforms and so that I know what's in there. Mm -hmm. Why mm -hmm. is this so important to me? People are saying, well, you know, they don't pay attention to the platform. And like that. That's not true. Like that, the Lord said, I do. That's not true. That's right. I know that, I know yes. that part's not true. That's not but true. what I hadn't stopped to consider. What God told you is right. He, he very deeply considers that's these right. platforms. Yes. He reads yes. it. And he that's a, reads that's it. That's a covenant they've made yes, with the it people is. and with him. It is a covenant. That's right. And 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 you're <laughs> if you go in there, well <laughs> well now here's what I think, Brother Copeland. Uh you know, um the Democratic Party is more like the New Testament <laughs> Than, and then then the Republican Party and and so forth and so on and so on. Well, how do you know that? How, have you looked into it? Mm -hmm. Have you read the platform? What does God say about this platform? So this is this is the fine print in your contract. You sign a contract for a house oh, or anything good. else. There's yeah. fine print there, and this is part of the fine. So you, you sign a contract, I'm voting this party or that party, or I'm not voting. That's part of the print that you're taking in and, and you're making yourself part of. You're, you're affiliating with, with whatever. And, you know, here's the Republican, here's the Constitution Party, here's the Green Party, here's the Libertarian Party, here's the Democrat Party. 
you better read it. And yep. oh. and for wow. and, and some people say, well, they don't pay attention. The presidents once they get elected, they do whatever they want. They don't necessarily follow the platform, and that's true. They don't necessarily follow the platform at all. But the platform is a statement of the grassroots organization, mm -hmm. where that organization stands, and where even, they're even try if, to move it. yeah, even if the titular heads of the that's right uh, parties don't necessarily and you're not follow just the platform. For president. No, it's mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's for yeah. governors. You're it's, voting for people that have more, actually, more effect on your life. Judges have far more effect on right. your life than the president does. That's right. Oh, yeah. And you're not oh. just Supreme Court judges. I mean, there's yeah. you, you could <laughs> yeah. think, there yeah. are constables that have effect on your life, and you don't even know who they are. That's right. These two things right here. These are the two big big party things. This is not for this election. This lasts for four years. Yes, this is the position they hold for the next four years. It tells you the policies they're going to pursue in Congress. It tells you what they're going to do at the state level and what they're going to do at the local level. This that's, is not, that's what's so big about it, the local level. And I will, I'll point out, uh, as I read the Republican platform, it does not even mention Trump once, nor does it mention Oh, it doesn't mention Clinton once. It's, the names aren't there because it's not about them. It's about what they believe and stand for as a, a body. Uh, over here, they mention Trump some, but this is about what they believe and stand for mm -hmm. as a body. This it's, lasts it's for we four the years. It's we the people. This is what we the people yeah. and these two parties are going to try to do with the nation and yes. the states. And the you know where I first? You know years. where I first got so upset with this? I had a. Uh, somebody gave me a copy. It's a big coffee table kind of book, but it's a copy of Harper's Weekly mm -hmm. from 1860 to 1865, mm -hmm. just before and just after the Civil War. And in there, it runs the Democratic Party platform and it runs the Republican right. Party platform, which was based almost completely on um, abolishing slavery. I mean, that's... The, the original Republican Party platform, the first one is 1856. I own the original. Hmm. It has nine planks in it total. Seven of the nine are abolishing slavery, giving equal civil rights, making sure that race is not a distinction of any benefits uh, or a, a detraction from them. The 1860 platform I also have, Republican and Democrat. They're side by side. Now that one, that de there, there was a, a platform in the, the, this is what really uh, made me so mad. I just, one of the planks of the Democratic Party platform was to return slaves that had gotten into uh, free country, and here is the phrase, that after all, they are private property. Right. Boy, that's I the mean. Fugitive slave, that's the Fugitive Slave Law of 1850. And in 1857, you have the famous Dred Scott decision. Yep. And that oh, Dred yeah. Scott decision, uh, abominable, yeah. but it said that, it says that blacks are property, and then it says mm. that no black has any right which a white is bound to respect. Blacks have no rights at all. Whites have no, you don't have to respect. Now, that decision, that Dred Scott decision in the U.S. Supreme Court in 1860, 
The Democrat Party gave out a copy of the Dred Scott decision with each platform to say, see, the Supreme Court showed that we're right here. These guys are property, and you have to return property. If you steal somebody's car, you got to return it. If you steal somebody's... Sla- w- um, wait a minute. I mean, now, that, that that's an abomination, but that's 1860, and I've got the Dred Scott decision. They were printed in New York, and they, they gave them out with the platform of 1860. And you tell me that that's not important, that a platform doesn't tell you where a, a, a group of people are? Sure they do. Yeah. And they, they still do today. They, they do today. They still do today. So very, very important to understand when you go to work for a company, what do they stand for? What's their vision statement? What's their vision statement? <laughs> I remember a particular business I was looking at one particular time. I really loved the business. I loved how it just functioned and how virtual it was. and how it could be spread anywhere in the, in the nation, but their vision statement was to be irreverent. I mean, it was, that was flat out. I'm like, no, it couldn't mm. be. And their vision statement, I'm not gonna name the company, says that your, our vision is to be irreverent. And so it matters. I mean, if we, if you were, we have choices. It just matters who you choose. And, and when you choose a platform, what they stand for, what they're saying we stand for, and, you know, we cannot bury our head in the sands of denial and, and look at God and go, you know, I just never knew what the Bible said anyway, so I just lived my own life. <laughs> That's not going to work. Yeah, and you can't, you know, I never took the energy. I'd rather watch, you know, play games or watch sports or watch my favorite program or just do nothing instead of read the platform of the leader of the mm-hmm. nation. And we'll have them available so you can actually go and look and research them. Faith for our nation. Yes. God, you know, just a mustard seed of faith. God will move mountains. And so it's for us to begin to believe. Listen, our peace in the midst of chaos and the storm is a witness to those who don't believe that they're going to be destroyed through this and that you're going to be saved in that by God. Or they too can be saved mm-hmm. by God. I mean, we shouldn't be concerned about a rocking boat like the disciples were. We learned through their experiences when Jesus was slipping, sleeping in the bottom of the boat they're like, Jesus, don't you even care? Don't you even care what America's going through? And he's going, I'm sleeping in the bottom of America. I know what's going on. The question is, do you believe that the wind and the waves believe me? Do you believe that I'll hold the king's heart and direct it like a water course in my hand? Are you going to cry out to me and do what's right in, in your vote? And as a matter of fact, you can go to vfntv.com forward slash vote. You can see it on your screen. Go there and, and find out how you can, it's too probably too late to register for this time, but you can actually find a Judeo-Christian principle value uh, chart for how particular candidates throughout the United States are, are positioning themselves to be able to vote, and it'll help educate you in your vote. I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray that just like that you would vote, that you would say, you know, I'm going to vote, get mm-hmm. educated, I'm going to do this thing. Father God, we love you. We just thank you right now, Father God, for all those that are just uh, your people that are coming alert today and saying, Lord, we need to be active, Lord. We need to uh, be occupied until you return, Father God. We just pray for godly leadership in this country. Touch the hearts of your people, Father God, that like record numbers that they would go out and vote and shut the door on evil and do everything that we can do to do what's right before your Lord and then trust you with the rest. Lord, the results are yours, God. And I just pray that each and every one would be activated to be educated, to go out and to vote, Father God. And I pray right now, Lord God, that you would end abortion, that you would send revival, that you would send a third grade awakening, we pray. In Jesus' name, God bless. And don't forget, vfntv.com forward slash vote.
You've just been listening to the highlights from VFN TV and the Data Radio program, where we're keeping the conversation light. Listen or watch more programs and check out the VFN Torch at VFNTV.com. Don't forget about our VFN TV app, where no matter where you are, you can take the light with you and share with your friends. We want to thank our sponsors and partners who make this program possible. Take the time and support our sponsors. You can locate them at VFNTV.com and select sponsors. If you'd like to become a sponsor or a partner, you can do so at VFNTV.com. VFNTV and the Daily Radio Program, where we're keeping the conversation light. Yeah.